Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Tuesday. New conspiracy theory. You might have seen it over the long weekend, actually. Kind of uh, kind of hit the internet and, and, and ran with it. But um, this has nothing to do with the current climate that we're in, uh, except for the fact that maybe people are a little bit uh, extra ready to be involved in a conspiracy theory, or at least to start investigating the validity of one. This one, though, nothing to do with, with pandemic. Nothing at all. Just has to do with people thinking they might have figured out who Banksy is at long last. There's a theory out there in the world that Neil Buchanan... That name doesn't ring a bell, but I'm sure that you've still seen him. Uh, the host of Art Attack. People are claiming that Neil is actually Banksy. Of course, you know, we are Banksy. Banksy's more of an idea. Banksy's like a real-life Batman, except for instead of fighting crimes, they're, well, kind of sort of committing them. But, I mean, they're, they're painting things in different places in the world. You, you know the whole story. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Neil Buchanan, I don't know if the man himself... Has gone out on the line. Uh, yeah, okay, he has. Yeah, there it is. Just read the headline. Statement from Neil Buchanan denying that he is Banksy. Well, that sounds exactly like what Banksy would have to say, doesn't it? Doesn't it? He says says in a statement, Neil has spent lockdown with vulnerable members of his family and is now preparing to launch his new art collection in 2021. Thank you and please stay safe. Again, sounds like something Banksy would say, Neil. Sounds like something Banksy would say. say. And, I mean... As somebody told me over the weekend, they're like, here's the, all the proof that I need. Banksy, you know what he does? He attacks with art. If that's not the host of Art Attack in a nutshell, then we'll never find out who this man is. Or woman. There is a man from France who, who had a bit of a panic himself. Tell you the tale coming up in just a few about how he managed to, while trying to get rid of a fly, uh, get rid of his entire house. So, um... Not, not a good plan. Not a good uh, course of action. But who is designated at your house? That's the question overall. 780-715-CRUISE. I myself have that, uh, that uh, hat. I wear that hat for sure. That is a duty that falls to me. I am designated bug person. Not because of a fear. Not because of an irrational freakout or anything like that. Um, at least not in the discovering of the creature inside the house. More so if that creature were to somehow become on my significant other's person in a very rapid manner. You know what I mean? If it very quickly jumped and was suddenly on uh, my significant other, that would be the disaster point. So we try to avoid that scenario by having me take the cup and the paper and go shoo those spiders outside. Let me know what the case is in your humble abode. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. This man was trying to chase down a fly in his home with one of those electrical bug zappers. You know, the ones that kind of look like tennis paddles, but if you hit somebody's skin with it, you get that shock. I remember being tormented by roommates and also tormenting the roommates back in turn uh, back in the day with those things. They, they, they sting. They sting and they work against the flies. Unfortunately, the way that they work is they make a little electrical arc. A little spark happens in the air and that's what does the zapping that gets rid of the fly. Except for when you mix that with an undetected gas leak in your house, that's when you end up blowing your house while trying to hunt down a fly. I know, slightly two different separate things happening, it's just that they are concurrent. They're happening at the exact same time. Uh, Good news is is that very minor injuries sustained by the guy. Uh, The home, unfortunately, can no longer be inhabited, Uh, so the home is a write-off. No word on what happened to the fly. 
anybody order some new order? The English synth band is releasing their first new song in five years with Be a Rebel. Here's a taste. Definitely has some 80s vibes to it. And now uh, that song was supposed to be released in anticipation of a fall tour from the band, but that has been postponed. In fact, now uh, they're going to be co-headlining a tour with Pet Shop Boys in 2021. No exact dates locked in just yet. Speaking of touring in the future, though, uh, do not write the Rolling Stones off just yet. Apparently, Mick Jagger, at least at least one member of the band, uh, says pretty much ready to go. Once this little pandemic thing slows down, you know what I mean? Uh, he's talking about uh, live music and how that has changed and uh, how it may stay changed in the future. But also the next album from the Rolling Stones, as well as a tour to follow up. He says they're in Never Never Land, but they're uh, locked away and recording and keeping in shape should a tour opportunity present itself and somehow I think the Rolling Stones can make that happen for themselves. That's your music news for this morning. Wednesday. Finally, 2020 seems to have gotten something right. Let me explain. There was a uh, a post, a, a reach out, a missive from the Kardashian clan. And it reads as follows. To our amazing fans, it is with heavy hearts that we've made the decision as a family to say goodbye to keeping up with the Kardashians. After what will be 14 years, 20 seasons, hundreds of episodes, and numerous spin-off shows, we are beyond grateful to all of you who blah 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 blah. Uh, thank you to the thousands of it blah blah blah. Uh, our last season will air early next year in 2021. We love you, Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Rob, Kendall, Kylie, and Scott. First of all, I don't even recognize half of those names. I really have not been keeping up with the Kardashians hardly at all, other than to know that the Kardashians are keeping up with something, I guess. Uh, But uh, it's funny. It's funny that the decision to cancel the show comes after they had to, because of COVID and the pandemic, stop actually allowing camera crews into their house. So what did they do? They bought a bunch of iPhones. They basically would film on an iPhone until full, mail it to get edited, cleared, and then mailed back so they could use it as another basically disposable camera. Remember those from weddings gone by? Um, and also, I mean, it's not fair to say that 2020 only got one thing right so far because we did get Bill and Ted 3, but still, this is up there. Thank you for this and not much else, 2020. Time for the first ever Steve Reeve salute to a man named Gavin from right here in Alberta. And I'll tell you why Gavin is deserving of a salute. It's because he has not only endeavored to uh, publish a book with incredible photography, but it documents specifically the most elevated outhouses of the Canadian Rocky Mountain system. The title of this book, Pooh with a View. That alone takes it, but it goes a step further. I mean, this book is fantastic uh, by all rights. I haven't taken a look through. I haven't perused the poo with a view just yet. But uh, the point is that he was just so uh, enamored with the placement of some of these outhouses and the incredible vistas that you can get whilst either inside it or, I mean, at least around the vicinity. Not that you usually want to stick around an outhouse for too long. Uh, Just absolutely gorgeous locations. He was so impressed with these spots that he wanted to collect them into a book. And uh, I've got to say, on on behalf of those who wake up in the morning while camping, maybe have that extra cup of coffee and then think, hey, a hike is a good idea, and find themselves a half an hour to an hour later in distress, you have given them a guide. 
or at least a, a gift book for the person who has everything. Some of these outhouses so high up with the winds blasting that they literally have to be cabled down in order to stay safe. I mean, and you just know, you just know that that was done for you. And Gavin made poo with a view for you, too. And that's why we give Gavin and his poo with a view book the Steve Reeves salute. Jensen Ackles and his Impala. Have you heard about this? Uh, Jensen Ackles is one of the two brothers from Supernatural, a show that's gone on for season after season after season, and finally announced that uh, ahead of releasing season 11, it would be the final one. It would be the last. They're going to say goodbye to the show. It's been more than a decade of keeping hundreds of people employed and a lot more than that entertained. But I digress. The uh, third character, the third brother, really, in that show is the Black Impala car. Uh, It's such a huge part of the show. And now it's going to be a huge part of Jensen Ackles' life because, well, I assume they probably have more than one of the actual car for the filming. He's going to be able to keep one of those. He's going to be able to take one of those home. Uh, It's a little bit unclear as to whether he was able to just, like, drive it off the lot, (laughs) you know, and, like, they're just turning a blind eye. Or is it that he's actually purchased the thing? Is he being gifted it? Is he just taking it and not caring about the, uh, the... the retaliation, the problems that might arise from that, because whatever, he'll just throw money at it. I don't know the details. I just know he's taking a car from the job that he held for over 11 years. What is the item that you have from a previous job, whether it was gifted to you or maybe grew some legs and walked out the door conveniently the same day that you did? I don't know. I don't need to know about any of those particular details. I just want to know what the thing is and why it's so important to you. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. A tribute is in the works, a tribute fundraiser to both commemorate the late Neil Pert and raise funds for brain tumor research at the Cedar sinai Medical Center. And it's going down this weekend, so a bunch of uh, just world-class drummers are getting together, as well as other musicians. Stuart Copeland, Taylor Hawkins, Chad Smith, just to name a few of the biggest names for a one-night-only concert uh, that is uh, going to be paying tribute. And, uh, of course, you will be able to add a donation at some point as well, should you like to. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, speaking of performing, uh, has been feeling a bit better lately, allowing him to be also a bit more spiteful. About a year ago, he lamented that the final Black Sabbath show in 2017 wasn't quite right for the last gig. As drummer Bill Ward, the original drummer, he was not on that tour. After musing about one last gig last year, uh, and then the door clearly being kept open in the meantime by Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler, Ozzy has very recently revealed that he does not have the slightest interest in reuniting. Amazingly, he does have plans to tour the solo act once again after restraining are lifted. Been a hard go this year for months and months and months. I read it said uh, that, you know, just because we are done with the pandemic does not mean that the pandemic is actually just done, though. Uh, sad fact of the matter is it's it's continuing and we've seen an increase in numbers. And I do believe that we can keep things, uh, you know, regulate things, keep that curve from getting a little bit too curvy. You know what I mean? But still, fact of the matter is we have seen an increase in some numbers. And even more uh, sad than that is that the the RMWB has actually now seen its first fatality related to COVID, as was reported yesterday. Um, sadly, we uh, very sad news period. We don't really have any information about the identity of the individual, but I mean that's a bit besides the point. Uh, whether we know the name of this unfortunate person or not, uh, it doesn't really matter. We we've lost a member of the community, uh, or at least somebody who's got direct ties to the community. And it really uh, made me think about the saying that I've seen posted in comments and have seen people regurgitating far too much. I think. A specific phrase, a specific saying, a specific argument, and that is: Do you even know anybody who's gotten this thing? Do you do you even know any? Do you even know any one person? 
I can't stand reading that because even if you haven't, guess what? People have. People have. And now we've had a fatality related to the pandemic right here in our backyard. This is somebody's friend. This is somebody's coworker. This is somebody's family member. So, I mean, I hope that this maybe, maybe will make people think twice about using that phrase and maybe think twice about just adhering to some very simple simple requests to help keep people a little bit more healthy and a little bit more safe I really really do hope uh, and I do hope that the recent spike in our numbers within Fort McMurray is something that's going to go down. A uh, difficult task now that the school year has started again and life has gotten back to a little bit more of the usual fall-ish schedule you know we're getting into the swing of things um, I hope that people can be safe and be healthy and be well and keep those immune systems boosted up. There's a lot of confusion going around and frustration and hardship and you can't really paint that with a pretty brush times are tough and uh, we are definitely definitely thinking about the individual who lost their life thursday ups to the set designers and the visual production people behind making the post-apocalyptic look like that because now in real life i mean i know it's not the post-apocalypse some people argue that it's the current apocalypse, but uh, I'm not I'm not quite in that boat yet. I just think that, unfortunately, there's a lot of smoke in the air in California. That's really, I mean, it's just down to the science for me. Smoke in the air, it's making things look orange, making things look red, making things look very, very eerie. Hearts and thoughts are with people who are affected by the fires in California once again this year. Of course, I mean, we're no strangers to it, absolutely, but uh, thankfully we haven't had to deal with it uh, year after year after year. And of course, I mean, we cannot forget that this whole year, this year of of monthly roulette of what the heck is going to happen in 2020 uh, started with fires that raged on for more than just the month that we noticed them in Australia. Absolutely insane. Uh, and then in California, I mean, unfortunately, you're reading that uh, so many, I mean, a huge percentage of these fires, man-caused, man-made, preventable. Uh, in one case, the gender reveal party, if you hadn't heard about this, yes, a, uh, a smoke device, some sort of small incendiary revealing whether it's going to be pink or blue Blue Smoke uh, actually started one of these fires and ended up causing like serious, serious dollars in property damage. Not to mention that, uh, you know, that fire in particular, amongst the other ones, still out of control. That's a lot going on down in California, but I just feel like it, it's paving the way for a new Smokey the Bear PSA for the children of America and the children of the world. Just only you can prevent gender reveal parties. Don't do it. The NFL is back. Season starting today and actually on time, just as it was supposed to. Back in March, way back in March, there was, uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of uh, talk about how the NFL season starts so late into the year that uh, we'll probably be totally fine by then. Oh, how naive that was. But also saying that, you know, I mean, we're going to, we're going to learn some lessons by September. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to be able to apply those and see what other sports have been doing and uh, other, you know, entertainment venues and, and how it should best be happening. But they did say they were going to endeavor to make sure that they didn't affect the stands filled with fans. Unfortunately, that is definitely something that has changed. That's probably the number one thing people are going to notice as football's back again tonight with Super Bowl champs Kansas City taking on the Houston Texans uh, for the opener. Only 22% of the uh, stadium's 76,000 seats will be able to be used. Less than a quarter of the seats, so it's going to be 
a little bit quiet out there. But still, people are going to be very excited just because simply because football's back. Uh, but in addition to the empty stands, the empty sidelines is something you're probably going to notice. Cheerleaders and mascots gone from the field. Reporters are going to have to do their reports from the concourse. More than 60 players themselves have made the choice not to play in the season for whatever individual reasons. Uh, most notably, offensive linesman for the Chiefs, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. He's also a practicing doctor, which I did not know. Uh, so he doesn't need the paycheck, first of all. But uh, second of all, he tweeted, if I am to take risks, I will do it caring for patients. There's a perspective, and uh, and in what some argue is an ironic development as well, another change you're probably going to notice is that the NFL is going full and racism and uh, are putting that on display. In fact, they're also going to be playing what's n- known commonly as the Black National Anthem, a song called Lift Every Voice and Sing before games on opening weekend. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Lots of changes to come, but bottom line is that football's back, baby. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Time for some music news. It's 100.5 Cruise FM, Bruce Springsteen. And the E Street Band, in fact, have a new album set to release in late October, uh, the 23rd specifically. Songs were recorded in Bruce's home studio in New Jersey, and the title track, Letter to You, is actually already available. Sounds like this. Well, you can hear those lyrics he wrote out in Ink and Blood in complete detail a little bit later on. Enjoy that track for the meantime. Another collection is coming out, but of songs you might have already heard. Maybe not versions you have, though. The Pogues are releasing music, a collection of their best live BBC recordings from 1984 to 1986. A very specific section of time, but that equals a total of 23 performances, which is quite a lot. And that is all going to be released out on October 30th. Very simply titled, The Pogues, The BBC Sessions, 1984 to 1986. Tells you all you need to know right there. And sadly, we end with a little bit of sad news. A uh, founder of Cool and the Gang, Ronald Calise Bell, unfortunately a singer-saxophonist who was a part of the, uh, the the writing for some of the biggest hits from the band, Jungle Boogie, Celebration, and more, fortunately passed away at 68. A cause of death not disclosed. Special announcement on the line with us to talk about United Way and uh, the local love campaign. It is September after all. You've probably been scratching your head going, hey, why haven't I heard about this? It is now time. It's Craig Pickton, campaign chair with the United Way for McMurray Wood Buffalo. Hello. Yeah, well, it is. The campaign launch goes today, and we are very excited about it. Obviously, it's been a trying year. Uh, once COVID hit, our priorities changed, and uh, as you can well imagine, needs uh, are more than ever for our campaign this year. Um, we know it's a trying year for everyone in most aspects of their lives, and, and you can imagine that in a year like this, uh, donations and support are needed more than ever. Of course, absolutely. I mean, it is just a bizarre, bizarre year. So, I mean, how when people raise these funds each year, how, how are they used, and how will they be used this year? Well, in our region, the United Way supports 25 agencies and over 40 programs. And we have three focuses that we uh, really look out for. Um, moving people out of poverty, helping kids reach their potential, and also ensuring our communities and its residents stay connected and supported. So that's really where the, the pillars of our, of our uh, uh, money goes. But the agencies, without them in our town, um, I can't even tell you how difficult it would be for so many people. And the, the support they give is just absolutely amazing. 
It always is. Year after year, we're such a giving community. And uh, in many cases, it's been proved that per capita, the most giving community in the entire nation. Um, and so what are the, some of the ways that the United Way is looking forward to raising some funds for the campaign this year? Okay, well, we've got uh, our virtual launch, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. So sure. it's something new. Obviously, in a COVID world, things have changed. Traditionally, if you've been uh, familiar with the United Way, we go out and kind of have a big event and, and we tell what our, our goal is. But this year, obviously, we're doing it a little bit differently. We've got the really, really, really big 50-50 again on September 24th. We're really excited for that, or should I say really, really, really excited. We, we have the big Christmas cash draw, which will be coming up as well and we'll talk a little bit about more of that in our campaign launch video we've got the the return of the red menu campaign we're hoping to have 11 or 12 restaurants participate with us um, in that this year and you can basically go into any of the supporting restaurants on the day that we're having it and you can get uh, special menu items with some of the donations going uh, towards the united way so those are some of the big ones we've got the workplace campaigns going on and uh, you know without the support of all our workplaces that take part to really couldn't raise the kind of money we're looking for so without those people this wouldn't even be possible and all the volunteers i mean it, this is it takes a village and we definitely have a village helping out this is a year like no other and hopefully we never have to have another year like this but with the flood and then covid etc cetera, etc cetera, i mean it's just been unbelievable so you can imagine that all of the support we get this year will be needed more than ever and uh, actually this is the final year of our campaign which we're calling local love that's our campaign theme um, but our subtext is now more than ever and i think uh, people can definitely figure out why Absolutely. Hashtag now more than ever, uh, the driving force for this 2020 campaign. Um, so uh, tell us just a little bit more about uh, what's going on with this video that you can watch to see and presumably maybe see uh, a particular announcement in there. Uh, just that we'd like everyone to really join us for this video. So rather than hold an event, uh, we wanted to make sure that with COVID we were safe and we thought that that would be the best way to do it. So we encourage everyone to go to that video. And I know your last question probably will be, what's the goal this year? If you'd like to find out, you can go to that link. It will take you back to the United Way web uh, page. And we hope you watch that video. And at the end of the video, we will be announcing, announcing what our goal is this year. Fantastic. Okay, so watch the video right now. We're going to, of course, uh, give that a share on our social media so that it's all the more easy to find, all the more easy to see. Thank you so much for taking some time to inform us all about what's going on for the Local Love Campaign 2020. Craig Pickton, uh, campaign chair with the United Way for McMurray Wood Buffalo. Thanks, guys. We couldn't do without your support, so thank you so much. Friday. I genuinely do feel bad for Karens. I don't mean like Karens in the term that we use it, as on the internet and uh, in conversation. I mean, like, just the people that are named Karen. Uh, now, I'm talking about the people who just were unfortunately named Karen and are perfectly wonderful people. But that name does have an association now, and there's nothing that's going to stop that. In fact, the more that anybody, especially Karens, uh, rage against it, the more that it's going to stick. I'm sorry, that's just how these things work. The more you fight against a nickname or a moniker, the more it's going to be attached to you. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a trend that has been uh, proven in evidence, proven in, 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 in data, that Karen is now dropping in popularity. There's not going to be a Karen of the internet for many more years because the name is just going to die off in popularity. Uh, in fact, it is at its lowest point apparently since 1929. I don't know what was going on in just before the Dirty 30s, just after World War One ended in that decade. I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. 
Uh, but I do also know that Karen was at its most popular in 1965. It was the third most popular name in the United States in that year. I don't know if that adds up to anything. I don't know if that story checks out. I just know that these are the stats. Uh, and that Karen is now super, super low on the totem pole. So what are you going to name your kid? I mean, Karen's out. And what is the male equivalent? I don't know if everybody agrees on it, but I kind of feel like Kyle. Just because you go with the K name as well. Kyle's got to be the uh, the equivalent of Karen. So again, I apologize to the Kyles out there who are perfectly wonderful humans. 19 years, in fact, since September 11th, 2001, when the attack on the World Trade Center happened. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think that that much time has happened and weird to think that next year will be like the milestone 20th anniversary of it. Not that it's an occasion that, you know, you want to mark, but, uh, you know, it is still an event that happened and a lot of people did lose their lives in a very, very quick period of time. I mean, nearly 3,000 people, direct victims, direct casualties of the event itself. I remember that morning not believing that it was happening. I mean, I was in high school at the time and living in Edmonton and uh, this is pre-cell phone for me anyway and for many people, uh, but uh, you know, definitely didn't have one, a flip phone on my side in my pocket so couldn't check couldn't just hop on the internet and be like oh i'm gonna confirm this for myself which is the standard behavior now but um at least you should be fact checking stuff that you hear but no i was in class and it was a kind of situation where i would walk to school and on whatever day of the week that was uh would happen to be science class first and then i think like a social studies right afterwards and i would often with a very chill science teacher roll in like a couple minutes late because i would stop in grab a coffee on the way into uh, school and really enjoy my morning but it was a weird energy when I got into the classroom that morning and uh, you know, 19 years ago today. And uh, I had a friend, Leo, he was trying to tell me what was going on. He's saying this, 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 you know, there's been an attack. There's been a, a, an airplane crash or a helicopter crash or something like that. And I'm pff, not believing him. What? No, somebody's just pulling my leg. Tell me tall tales in school until we got to the second class. Science teacher was like, we'll focus on school. Thank you very much. But second class was like, no. Forget the lesson. We're putting the TV on with the news on, and I got to see firsthand what was going on. And I, I, I question whether that was a good idea, but at the same time, I was finally in the know about what was going on in the world, and still, I kind of couldn't believe it. Absolutely wild. And um, it is also not lost to me as we think back 19 years uh, to to a tragic event that uh, you know nearly 3,000 people were direct casualties of that event. And you take a look at the numbers of people who have lost their lives to the pandemic that we're in just in the United States alone. And it's not even a close comparison whatsoever. And as much as that is a depressing fact, fact nonetheless. So uh, we got to hope for better days to come in the future. Uh, might be, take a while, might take a while, but hope is on the horizon in the form of, you know, vaccines and in the form of more knowledge and more understanding as we go forward in time. Hopefully that translates into good things. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Jimi Hendrix's participation uh, in a film that was titled Rainbow Bridge, uh, an ill-fated film as it's called, uh, is going to be documented in a new put-together documentary uh, that might feature some reenactments as well. Uh, it's going to be called Music, Money, and Madness out November 20th. So soon, actually. Uh, it's official as well. Vinyl records are hotter than CDs. For the first time since 1986, vinyl records have surpassed dollars spent on compact discs. In fact, over the first half of the year, CD sales nearly cut in half, but vinyl record sales had a small increase. Digital music sales were still in the lead, but with a decline, especially after canceled tours and less access to recording studios. There is a reason that so many greatest hits and classic compilations are set to release in the second half of 2020. And speaking of, U2 has just announced the All That You Can't Leave Behind 
20th anniversary box set, 51 tracks plus more, out October 30th. That is your slice of music news this morning. Pop that uh, 2020 bingo card out of your back pocket because I know we're all carrying ours with us. I got another entry for you. Another stamp might be on your bingo card, might get you the bingo. It's Steve Reeve with you on 100.5 Cruise FM. No worry, no danger, no worries to us directly, but this is a true story. There are mosquito swarms that have been uh, just giganticized not the number uh, not the mosquitoes themselves the number of mosquitoes the size of the swarm has been jumbo sized by uh, hurricane uh, activity and in louisiana they are so big that they have been sucking so much blood out of livestock they have been leaving dead cattle I'm not kidding. Super amounts of rain in late August. Hurricane Laura just absolutely jam-packing as much potential possibility for new mosquitoes to be hatched. And it has happened. Uh, farmers in Louisiana, like, they're reporting up to, like, 300 to 400 cattle dead now. Uh, in total. Not, like, each. That would be absolutely insane. Uh, but, I mean, you know, and there's other factors that go into this, of course. you got to play devil's advocate. Oh, how healthy are the animals to begin with? Uh, yada, yada, yada. But still, the fact remains that several head of cattle have died because too many mosquitoes have sucked their blood. And that is peak 2020 energy. I don't like it. I don't like it whatsoever. I don't even like one mosquito on my body. I, you, we can handle it. We're, we're tough up here in Fort McMurray. We got the giant size, helicopter size mosquitoes. But can you imagine a swarm of those guys? Just thicker than you can even see blotting out the sun? It is nightmare fuel. Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday morning starting at 5.30 a.m. On 100.5 Cruise FM.